morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are um, a top 1,000 podcast about movies. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have the hardest working panel in show business. Uh, first up, welcome back uh, in Northern California, Mr. Ezra Fox. The name's masculinity. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> I forgot this is the one voice you do. <laughs> That's so yeah, fun. I was so disappointed, to, uh, but I was disappointed to hear. It was like, oh wow, his voice is very different than I've been doing. It. Man, what like, a I young, like what a young Connery we got today. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like my Connery voice better than his Connery voice. I'll be honest. Well, I mean, you have the later like million smoking cigars and a lot of bro- like yeah. whiskey drinking Bond. You know? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is just brand. He's just so, like still got a lot of rind on him. That's that's what we got. Also joining us uh, in uh, we'll say southeastern Portland, it's Anthony Lopez. Don't even think about trying it, Alex. This man used to wrestle alligators. Oh, unless you do like that. I I keep thinking about that line because it says a lot about me because james bond immediately calls that guy's bluff and gets out of it like i if someone said don't even try to escape that guy vessels alligators i'd be like okay i guess i'm just standing still because this guy is probably very strong real pushover yeah. huh that's your thing as a spy yeah i mean i just wouldn't try the like well i'm just gonna kick out of this real fast yeah i'd be the driver in the car and then he looks at me twice and then i'd be like ah oh, crap cigarette time and then i would just straight uh poison cigarette myself i guess they're all poison you know what i mean the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys know what i'm referencing poison. yeah yeah <laughs> why can't i remember what it's called cyanide. uh cyanide thank you the cyanide cigarette arsenic uh, was, was arsenic, arsenic? Yeah, no 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 or, you put arsenic in uh, lace no, whatever. i think you put cyanide in cigarettes i don't know i'm just <laughs> that's not how arsenic and lace work but yeah i like it man all right uh also joining us today uh with it turns out one of her favorite movie franchises, which we did not know until very recently, she's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. Please welcome back Sarah Hathaway. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just playing golf in a men's shirt and heels. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, okay, I guess it is weird that so many women in movies put on men's shirts, and in my life, they prefer women's shirts. Is that... Am I the only one who's yeah. noticed that? In general, they prefer shirts that fit I've, them? I've seen your shirts, Alex. Uh, I think it's really more of a statement on you. You know, Sean Connery has very nice shirts. That's true. They're tailored. Yeah. They are bespoke. This is actually, uh, when they launched this, this movie, they wanted it to be a franchise. So it was one of the first movies to use really heavy, specific branding oh. for every aspect of it. So they had like specific tailors, like make all of his suits and like he had to have a certain type of watch and yeah. he had to have a certain type of shoes. And the watch and car yeah, thing so like, carried on. Shirt. Although I don't, I couldn't say I know his current tailor, but I do know like, no. I'm used to seeing the watch and, and car brand. Also like, I bet that shirt smelled really good. Well, that's, <laughs> I'm going to be really creepy about young Sean Connery. This no, no, episode. go, go crazy. That is totally fair. Um, Ugh. this is episode number 467, not young at all. Uh, we have now done as many episodes as the cost in euros of Kylie Jenner's baby carrier. Is that a lot? What? That was a lot. Yeah. It's Gucci. Just... It's a carrier, not a, not a stroller. No, 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 no. It is a like cloth, it's almost like a Bjorn. It's like just a Gucci. Yeah. Oh, 
little baby carrier. Wow, that's the, too the, much. <laughs> it is too much for that. For a uh, stroller, uh, it's like uh, crazy high, but also I can see it. But for a Bjorn, it's a little. Yeah, that's little why thing. I asked. Yeah. Those are expensive. They're crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of confusing ways to burn a lot of money, this week we're talking about Dr. No, the 1962 film debuting the character of one Jamesathan Bond uh, with his epic fight against a man named for his lack of hands. Uh, Dr. No Hands. And, uh, uh, of course, if you joined us last week, this was is... Was he related to Dr. 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 Strange Club? Were they, like, were they like buddies then? Yeah, they went to fake doctor school together. Fake doctor hand, hand issue school. Yeah, sure, certainly. I think he's a doctor of terrorism. Yeah, uh, and extortion hmm. and whatever the other three letters mm-hmm. are. It's a lot. Um, it was really Ian Fleming stretching. I was just assuming as soon as they said Dr. No, I was like, I bet it's some bullshit like English lit. I bet he's one of those, like, <laughs> it's a PhD, but he still makes people call him doctor, like Dr. Laura. Here's the thing, though, Alex. That still took a good amount of time. All right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. You just don't get to be doctor. I think it's unfair. Uh, like, well, of course. And that's why you make us call you Master Fox all the time. <laughs> no, this no. The reason I'm you that arguing is for your... a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um... Uh, a little creepy. Um, so, uh, this is. Oh, also, in case you joined us last week and we, were, we we discussed this, and you were wondering if you haven't seen Doctor No, just to get this out of, of the way up top, this is the hairy variety of what of chest of James Bond. Yeah, ch- chest James Bond chest come oh. in two flavors, uh, and Pierce Brosnan was also a hairy and uh, rocking the rocking the hair. Yeah. You know, so I is it like basically like, like peach and nectarine? Are those the options? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. This is peach, not nectarine. That is gross, but I like it. It is wow. accurate. Um, yeah, it but is. I feel like more of them have been hairy than not. Um, isn't uh, Daniel Craig is a uh, uh, dolphin smooth? Is that correct? He's a he's a smooth uh, boy. Yeah. But uh, Pierce Brosnan, noted hairy man. Yes. Um, I feel like Roger Moore must have been. He must be. Yeah. You know Timmy Dalton was for sure. So really, it's it's largely it is a the flavor is normally peach, with there's just maybe one nectarine. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want, if you guys want to have worlds collide, uh, I just binged uh, Daniel Craig and it auto completed to uh, Papoose, and so there is uh, there is a uh, Daniel Craig uh, holding a baby in a Papoose. You know, my favorite uh, flavor delightful. of LaCroix is Papoose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, 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 I think the, the bubble cluster is a little too tight for me, but it's good. <laughs> uh, so let's see. What are we doing here? Let's get back together. This is, oh, why are we watching this? Because it is Dr. November. It's our James Bond themed month. And the Meat Buddies have spoken and they... Um, overwhelmingly voted for Dr. No. Um, although votes do not come with with reasons, um, so it's it's hard to say if it's because they think this is the best, because it's the beginning, or because the name is the name of the month. So, either way, uh, the Meat Buddies uh, democracy, they work in mysterious ways, is what we always say. Uh, the, meat, the Meat Buddy democracy is alive and well, and they uh, strongly voted for this. And if you want to become Meat Buddy and vote for upcoming topics, you can go to read-weep.com slash meat buddies and for any size donation you get to the full rights and responsibilities of a voting member of an enfranchised uh meat buddy and we really appreciate all their meat buddy support all right let's do a quick summary now of the film 
please jump in here and make corrections as usual. Here is 1962's Dr. No. A couple of British secret agents who are on a real cushy vacation post in the Bahamas are sort of rudely murdered uh, by a group of either really blind or fake blind assassins. I, who, I think whenever they, you can make a judgment one way or another on that call, Alex. I think they yeah, tip their hand I said either way. that they're definitely not blind. Oh, they, they did tip their hand? I, I don't They dedicate yeah. to it. Like they are, they are in character blocks away from the club. <laughs> that actually is one of my least favorite um uh things where you have sometimes you have it's happened a couple times i feel like where i've seen uh like cool characters who are blind in the beginning uh and then they turn out not to be blind and it's like well now i don't know anything about them really <laughs> like they, I well, we know like now blind. we know they're murderers yeah but okay so here's the thing there's um there's a uh i think it's like the house of flying daggers uh had a really really cool um uh like character who was like a badass and blind and at the end the twist was that she's not blind and it's like well then i uh why why did why did i invest in in her being a badass and, and i not think arrested development cool did that with julia louis dreyfus too ezra have you by uh, any chance seen the denzel washington movie the book of eli Yes, that made it yeah, all I was going to say, I really think that this movie is exactly what you're looking for in life. <laughs> Does it have a character who's su- the twist is they're blind? Yeah, that's literally the big twist that Denzel Washington's <laughs> blind the entire movie. Well, these guys are, are blind for assassins. The book of Eli. Fake, for sure. Um, these are they're three assassins who pretend to be blind, but the other giveaway is that everywhere they go, their theme song, Three Blind Mice, plays. And so you kind of got to figure that it's going to give away you're about to be murdered by the three fake blind guys whenever you hear that cool Jamaican beat version of Three Blind Mice. After they do that, though, after they finish their little murder spree, they very suspiciously only steal two files from the uh, office, one related to a bad guy and one related to his secret island. So British intelligence has no choice but to send in the serial sexual deviant uh james h bond and uh he quickly uh after heading on his uh, co-workers um jumps in a plane and goes to jamaica so he can have sex well, with a stranger oh no he has sex with a stranger before he leaves two too. things we have to talk about Wait, what about the uh james bond's introduction to this movie um yes. i really want to uh address the introduction of bond's character himself is very iconic i love the way the movie has very little score until then like it's very dry Mm. and then as soon as bond shows up it's like this huge jazz score with the super iconic and the movie just starts to cook the second bond walks in the frame and like oh that's cool i didn't i didn't i felt that but i did not uh, observe that if that makes sense the way they reveal him like just playing the whatever weird uh game that is isn't that I, i i don't know it's Shem and Defer. What is it? Oh. What is they, it? Shem and Defer. They say that uh, while he's like slipping Sylvia his number. Uh, um, so, also, I just noticed for the first time in this one, too, that he only introduces himself as Bond, James Bond, because he's making, he's like nagging Sylvia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but she said her name that way. 
Yeah, yeah, she does trench. Yeah, because he yeah, said like, miss dot dot dot, so she finished his sentence. Yeah, yeah. and like it's uh, it's one of those like uh, everything that like slowly builds the character. Like they introduce the Walter PPK very early on, which is a very funny idea. Thinking of like James Bond not wanting the gun that is like his iconic gun. Um, yeah, and then my favorite thing, uh, the whole reason why I went on this tangent, my favorite thing that happens in the first <laughs> act of this movie is that James Bond flies commercial to Jamaica. Yes. <laughs> it's the funniest idea. Like, they, they literally book a flight, and then he just goes and catches... You would never see a modern James Bond movie being like, well, and you better be at the airport two hours early because you got to check it. <laughs> like, it's just... I just couldn't stop laughing the second they were like, your flight's at seven. Well, flying is not as fun as it used to be, Anthony. Yeah, I just... They let him fly commercial because back then it was a pretty good time. Yeah, it just... Oh, it's <laughs> very funny. Uh, and they don't send a car for him, so he even, like, doesn't have a, a, a person to pick him up at the airport. He just has to kill a fake taxi driver. It's very... lot. It's a lot they put him in. Um, That card game, by the way, I called it Baccarat last week just because they're speaking French and I understand it, and I assume that means Baccarat, but... um. I do love that pizza paddle that they use to move cards around. Boy, that's fun. Yeah, it's one of the many reasons why it was really dumb that they made it Texas Hold'em in Casino Royale instead of Baccarat. Because it's no like, paddle. I understand why, like, dramatically, but it's also like, why in the hell would James Bond be playing Texas Hold'em? You mean because it's a game of skill and the other games are not? No, but it's just also like, that's not the vibe. Yeah, that, no, his his vibe is yeah. definitely high stakes, uh, not involved in the game so Holdem is like all of a sudden he actually cares about gambling in a different way he cares about strategy yeah, of game because it's supposed to be about his sophistication and yeah. how everything generally lines up to go his way yeah which is why these other silly games are like much more suited to his character than texas Holdem, which makes him seem like a deadbeat <laughs> <laughs> well uh it also he is yeah he is a deadbeat for that reason. I, it's funny it's, it's so interesting i feel like uh it's way more deadbeat to play Baccarat, a game of no skill, than Hold'em, uh, a skill game. But um, but it's the rep, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. The, the vibe of the actual game. They're all dumb. Sorry to anyone who really loves card games out there. Like, I think they're dumb. For me, but... uh, <laughs> for example, um, uh, a big fan of Texas Hold'em, but it doesn't matter. The point uh, is... Uh, I like I like casino ambiance. Uh, Wait, Alex, do you like limits or do you like no limits? <laughs> I live without limits for sure. Um, I actually like. I grew up playing a lot of limit hold'em, and I that was my like first game I was good at. But the the world switched really hard over to no limit, and it's still a little terrifying. But it is definitely a more interesting game. How about one limit? <laughs> the one, <laughs> nobody over six feet tall. It's one limit hold'em, <laughs> or or just like you can't bet organs. You know, that's one limit. Yeah, what was I? I was just watching a movie yesterday where somebody bet a car. I was like, that just this is a dumb way to gamble. People shouldn't do that. Um, anyway, back to this. So um, James Bond meets a girl playing this dumb card game. They have some sex in the hotel, uh, despite this being urgent uh, national business. Then um, flies. To Wait, side note, side note, side note. Can we? Um can we instead of so like some like sex is sort of like we we talk about it's like grits, you know, where it's like some grits. Can we do it like like a singular where it's like they have a sex? A sec. Or two yes, sex? No, just a sex. No, a sex. Like just one. Just I the think one it's sex. already plural. Huh? 
That's why the uh, S sound. Me a lot of things also, about. you're kidding yourselves if you think it was just once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's a very young man in this movie. Just a, you know, a couple sex then. Uh, he has he has a few brief sex with her and then flies commercial to Jamaica. I mean, she's the type of woman that when he storms in with a gun, she doesn't even flinch. You know no. they got down, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> is this a good time for my fun fact about her? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sylvia Trench is a repeating character. Oh, and she's, she's not crime related. She's just a no, gambling lady who enjoys London golf. Hookup. Yeah, she's in the beginning of From Russia with Love, the mm. second movie in the series, and I think they planned on making her more of a thing. Yeah, um, they, they are, I think they wanted her to be like 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 just a bunch, like just six. Or, she was like gonna be like like the Kenny, I guess, of, of South Park, but with like with James Bond <laughs> and sex. But yeah, she was uh, just gonna be like his regular on call hookup. But oh. the other weird thing I found out about her is that she's dubbed by the same woman who dubbed every single woman in these early Bond oh. movies, including God. Ursula Andress. She just dubs everyone. Why yeah. do they do that? Can't, can't stop dubbing. They just, uh, well, Ursula Andress, they thought her accent was too strong. Oh. But I don't know why everyone else got dubbed. Yeah. Seems uh, rude, right? Money, money, yeah, Money Penny got to still be my, uh, Money Penny, though. Mm-hmm. She not, she, they, they did not dub her. Well, that was nice no. of them. So he gets to Jamaica, uh, murders his Uber driver on the way home from the airport, punches a fisherman. Uh, well, who his turns Uber his driver friend. kills himself. That's true. He forces, he, um, his Uber driver tries to murder him. He's like, nah, you can't murder me. And so his so the driver takes the poison. He eats his candy cigarette and dies. Um, well, I think he's like, he's like, you know what? This is not going to be a five-star rating. I've got to get out of this situation. <laughs> if I fall below 3.9, I can't keep driving, cigarette. Um, so he then he, yeah, then he goes and he finds a fisherman and punches him in the face. And that guy turns out to be his friend um, from the American CIA. He survives a brutal assassination. I'm kind of speeding through it. He uh, survives a brutal assassination attempt by a harmless tarantula who walks across his shoulder. Well, technically, he walks across a very obvious piece of glass laid on Sean Connery's <laughs> shoulder. Sure, you sure. Can, um, you can tell if you ever go back and rewatch that scene. That's how they did it. Like You can see where the glass is pressing down on his skin and hair. It's a, I did not notice that at the time. That's super. Yeah, go back and watch it. You can see it's just a giant clear piece of glass with a spider walking up it. But this is a harmless spider. Yes. Well, like why can't? Come on, Sean. Let a spider touch you. <laughs> okay. No one agrees. Uh, Fine. Um, no, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think know. You have to I would be scared. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's poisonous or not. It's going to tickle. Yeah, well, certainly. He's got those little furry toes he's putting all over you. I don't want it on me. I wouldn't like it either, but it's so funny that, like, Dr. No sent his professors, like, you blew that first assassination attempt. You know what to do. And then there's just a non-poisonous spider on the table. It's like, oh, I guess I got to go. We don't know if that spider was poisonous or not. It could have been a super special poisonous spider that just looked like a normal non-poisonous tarantula. Maybe it was irradiated. <laughs> it certainly was, knows. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was it was a, it was it was pre pre spiders men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was the the original um mm-hmm. the original Peter's Parker. So he um but I do think oh, it, also Alex I realized we haven't made that plural joke yet, so that won't make sense. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but it will oh, later, guys. That's okay. a straight for later. Good, good call ahead. So we pre-recorded a segment that we're going to play after this one, and in that we made this hilarious plurals joke, and then now it makes no sense that we kept talking about it. All right, um, I just think it's amazing that Doctor No was like, you know what to do. 
play a little joke on him where he will be <laughs> pranked. Yeah, he just pranked James Bond uh, with a harmless. I, I I I would say also if you like you've already failed one assassination attempt, maybe just don't go with a single anything, right? Just like have have the A spider team and the B spider sure, you team wanna, and like the, you always the want C redundant. like snake team and like the D earthquake team. If you can cause an earthquake somehow with like maybe like yeah. I don't know you 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 pray to the god Vulcan or just start um, fracking. Well, I mean. Yeah, just start fracking up. If you can get <laughs> close enough to somebody sleeping to put a spider on them, you can basically yeah. do a lot more damage. <laughs> you could have the pillow team. Yeah. <laughs> what Willie? Yeah. What? Well, hand in the warm water thing. Yeah, I think you guys are talking across purposes. I think as we're still on the prank thing, but yeah, generally. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the thing with like like the. What is it like the there's like the whipped cream face and sure. like the feather thing? Yeah, there's also right? underwear in the freezer team was working very hard that day. This <laughs> is Sharpie team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James Bond wakes up and he's covered in dicks and he's like, ah, doctor, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Face dick team. Um, face so, dick team. So they. <laughs> um. Well, but actually, this leads me to my number one point. That I feel for all, if you ever find yourself as a James Bond villain, simplify, simplify, simplify. Just every time Dr. No makes 12 moves when one would do just as well. Like he never, he doesn't just shoot Bond. He has a professor of geology put a spider on his sleeping shoulder. Like it's just... Just every shot is a bank well, shot for him. Alex, there's a reason why you live in a small one-bedroom apartment. He's got his own island. You know what I mean? <laughs> because this... Well, his own radioactive island, and he has to live in a garbage bag. But yeah, generally. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. You know, I think... He's doing all right. Yeah, he's do- he, he has a, uh, a philosophy, you know? and uh, Well, but maybe he lives on an island. Basically, he's... His whole thing, um, which we'll talk about in just a second, um, but his whole thing is funded by him stealing from the uh, Yakuza, right? Um, Not the Yakuza, but it was the Tongs. Oh, the Tongs, sorry. So he steals, like, he was the, he's an accountant for the mob, steals all their money, but he has basically just plowed it into bad startups since then. Like, he's a guy who had one hit, which was stealing from the mob, and then thinks, oh, I'm a genius, I should start my own business, and then starts... Like diapers.com. But to or be whatever. fair, he's also like the first. It's a great URL, Alex. Don't knock diapers.com. <laughs> yep, he... If it was diapers.biz, then like, yeah, screw that guy. Well, they got put out of business by Amazon. Anyway, he's also part okay. of like the first generation of supervillains. You know, it's very easy now to look at James uh... Bond enemies who have like learned from Dr. No, studied his mistakes, you know? First guy through the door always mm. gets shot, and that's Doctor okay, No. Okay, so that's yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. He true. shattered the glass. He shattered the glass ceiling, right? You're gonna get some cuts yeah. on that. It's true. You're gonna you're gonna boil in radioactive water. It's dangerous. But um, okay, actually, that was crazy because like he his hand was strong enough, all right, to like crush like a metal thing, like a metal like little idol. No, no, that was he a trick. Have- that was a paper mache idol. <laughs> a delightful prank again, <laughs> Doctor No, infamous prankster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a little scamp that Dr. No is. So let me introduce you to this. So um, James Bond and his fishing buddy quickly realize that the actual problems in the world are coming from the only island in the Caribbean that is off limits. And it's covered in huge metal structures and puts out a large amount of radiation and steam and has a fire-breathing tank on it. He uses all of his spy powers to deduce that that is what the problem is. Not the fishing village, not the dance club, 
It must be the island that's on fire and has tanks and metal structures and is leaking radiation. Yeah. It's very impressive. He does a lot of deducing. Again, Alex, why you're a comedian and he's a double O. <laughs> so the... Uh, uh, the Got a license to deduce. <laughs> um... Uh, I have a license to like kill on stage. I can't. Never mind. I couldn't even do that whole thing with a straight face. So the island you do not have that license is I'm being sorry. Uh, used by Doctor No, an evil genius, presumably some like, English history major, um, who <laughs> who has been using uh, his very large facility, complete with nuclear re- reactor, to mm-hmm. annoy the Cape Canaveral while they try to send a rocket to the moon. So and then dot 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 profit. So. He has built the largest uh, laser pointer, basically, and he just wants to shine it in NASA's eyes. That's his whole plan. Well, okay. To be fair, <laughs> uh, Spectre does a lot of shit, and some of it is just to disrupt progress in the world. That's kind of their whole thing. Like, even if they're not making money off of it, they're just so evil. They want to, like, keep progress down. Man, if your organization's only goal is chaos, it really does make it... It just increases the number of Ws you put up. Because every failure you have could be like, nope, we are just going for chaos that time. Yeah, right? Even if, if like... Imagine, I imagine if they're big enough, they could like counteract their own measures at some point. That's just more chaos, though, right? Exactly. Can't, <laughs> like, like own goals still count as chaos. Exactly. That's what, this is like. This is the ultimate uh, setting, like the bar for themselves. Uh, is like just look. And, everything we do is a win. That's what, that's what Spectre's about. Oh, oh my god! Because think about it. Like you know, Bond comes in, he blows up Crab Key. That's still chaos, baby. So much it, chaos. Like, Spectre wins. Spectre is so excited about it. Yeah, it's like, uh, all part of our plan. So, uh, yeah, so he's he's trying to cause chaos, and um, I still feel like it's mostly like either pranking or plowing his early profits into bad, failing companies. But uh, it's especially bad because James Bond is on the case. So he goes to the island with his fishing buddy, where they meet a woman who doesn't own any clothes and has a few seashells and uh, likes to hang out in hey, radiation. She has clothes, islands. right? Let me tell you something. Those shells, she has a shirt. those shells sell for fifty dollars in Miami, Alex. Fifty dollars. That's like, I think that's like four hundred dollars. Also, like yeah, yeah, gold, basically. That uh, I did not make my inflation joke yet, so I can't do it now. But yeah, later, but you'll it, hear it, a hilarious guys, later, joke. Uh, you know, fifty cents worth of popcorn w- might be about four dollars and eighteen cents if yeah. that comes up later. <laughs> This is a weird way to do radio. If, any, if anyone saw a movie, this movie that I know in 1962, it's very possible. I wonder if we'll so, do that. So him and his new his two friends sneak around the island, where they eventually are attacked by uh, a tank with a flamethrower, which kills the fishing buddy because he's not white. And then uh, James and his naked girlfriend are taken into custody. So they do like three days of sneaking around on the island and camping in the radiation swamp, and then they're like just caught. And that's how they get the inside. The structure of this movie is insane. I, I, I feel like I should say this. Like, <laughs> yeah, please. Dr. No doesn't come up into the last like 20 minutes, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's and exciting. blows up real quick. Yeah. He does not last super long. So um, once on the island, James and his, uh, and his girlfriend are um, given this very strange... Well, first they... Oh, so first they're, they're covered in radiation, so they have to uh, take a public shower, which... Oof. Um, and the then, shame burns off the radiation. <laughs> 
exactly. Uh, I mean, there's like a mild privacy shield, but still, man, oh, that's weird. And James Bond is like, he seems like he's been to prison before because they're like strip, and he's like, yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what are the rules of this one? Whipped cream first, whipped cream after? Okay, yeah. no problem. <laughs> He gets a full shower with complete whipped cream, um, and and like brushed. He, he gets brushed like a he horse. Gets squeegeed. It's yeah. So yeah. weird. <laughs> Guys, I I, I want to tell you know I have really really changed up my morning routine based on what I saw here because I feel like it's dry brushing, be... Alex. It's good for circulation. <laughs> yes, this nice. is absolutely the next thing. If we go to goop, uh, like you know, like in three months from now, it will all be this radiation treatment. <laughs> Every morning I like to be fed an apple and then I get a good <laughs> rubbing on my shoulders. I, everyone I avoids my hind Caleb. legs. It's very safe. Uh, Alex, this is no one is going to dislike this. This is like this is a good time. It seems fun. It seems like a totally good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then they are brought in where they were put up in a five star evil hotel and um, it's a very strange scene where they are treated extremely well, but also drugged. Um, where I feel like you could skip either of those, one of the two. Like you could either, you're gonna give me a hotel room with no windows or doors to nap in, or you're gonna put me to sleep where it doesn't really matter if you furnished the room really nicely. But they do both. Yeah, they go I, the extra mile. I, That's he's wasting this Tong's money. What one of my realizations actually of this one uh, was like. If Bond was to write like a TripAdvisor review of like uh, Doctor No's like uh, Crab Key Villa, yeah, it, it could not be less than four out of five stars, really, given the treatment that he received. I maybe three. Like, I don't know. I feel like like drugged coffee is up there for me. All the, okay, but he got a good coffee. night's sleep yes, during the day. Yes, was, was drugged. Had a good night's sleep. Like uh, like free continental like, breakfast. Like I don't, I don't think it could be less than like like here's the thing. If it's less than three stars, like I don't, I feel like he's nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I totally agree. If For three, I day, would see three, least. three and a half. I would say four might be generous, but you know, I feel like a lot of people like four stars is the real one star. It's like that's the real fuck you. Um, oh right, but no, but if it's like if it was like a if it was like a two star thing, it was like you know what? Yeah, yeah, James, that's on I him. Think your standards are unrealistic. Yeah, like you think you're gonna walk around and not get drugged at some point? No, I don't know. Be drugging. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but if you guys do a lot of reading of online reviews, my recommendation is always read two star reviews. They are hmm. they are ten times funnier than any other number of stars because a two star person is somebody who hated it but is trying to be positive. Um. And had they like no like a one star review might be like this burger had lettuce or whatever, um, but a two star review is thoughtful. <laughs> Says someone who hates lettuce. Yeah, this was a, a a a thing I saw at a restaurant once. I just pulled that. Up. I went to a, right, a, a a pub and this lady that was with our group who I was like a friend of a friend um, had asked for no lettuce and they put lettuce in her burger and she threw the burger across the room and then spent an hour on her phone writing a one star review of the place. Uh, right? don't like this person i don't either at that point i was I like oh i'm not reviews say, aren't real that's so unnecessary it was awful but so that's what i think of when i think of but that's like one star like one star reviews are usually crazy people um and two two star reviews are thoughtful angry people and it's really a delight <laughs> 
Yeah, that's, where you, that's where you get the month? real. That's where you get the real reviews. Anyway, sorry. Back to this crazy okay. uh, three and a half star hotel where James is drugged in his free condom breakfast. Also, being drugged in the coffee, I think it's kind of a fun irony because it's like uppers and downers at the same time. Yeah, I don't think it, it wouldn't like. I don't think it would straight work in the same way they're expecting. It's like like oh, this like this like this like sleeping pills kicking in, but also this coffee's sleeping in. I think in. So I like, think it's like those people who drink a cup of coffee and then take a power nap. I think he woke up feeling zesty and the refreshed. nappuccino. Yeah, he felt awesome. <laughs> he had a nappuccino. That was. A classic James Bond movie. I did, I, I did not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never heard that before, but I like it. Um, so he wakes up and is uh, brought to dinner with Doctor No. So and we finally meet him. So Doctor Nah, uh, Doctor No, thank you. He's very polite, um, and he um, is. Oh, he works for this evil organization called Spectre, which stands for like, suck it, people. We're eating crab and. Taking entrees back. I don't know. Anyway, they they do like terrorism. Spectrum. <laughs> no, it's uh, entrees back. Is one word. Um, <laughs> they were in Crab Key. Anyway, no, they do. Uh, yeah. They do. They just do evil. It's just a, a super villain organization, which I love. That this it's just so lovely. Now all the organizations and spy movies are too intense. This is like a fun loving. Um, Alex, I think you would actually like like the. Um the Spectre through line through like the first mm-hmm. four Bond films, four or five Bond films, is actually very fun because you don't yeah. ever yeah. actually—that's where we get Doctor Evil. Yeah, you don't ever <laughs> actually see like Spectre. You just sort of get like this idea of what they are throughout the movie, and they add a little bit more and more. Like now, you think of Spectre like supervillain organizations are very pop, like you know, been done a lot. But again, like yeah. this uh, sort of being like the first of that is it was really fun it's yeah this is movies. like a this is a light-hearted terrorist organization uh i feel like like after batman in the 90s every terrorist organization has a dark turn but now this one is like it's kind of fun also there's yeah. no like real connective tissue to specter's actions chaos which is why it's kind of bullshit that, <laughs> so they lost through a whole legal battle the Broccoli's lost the rights to the name Spectre and like that creative property, which is why it disappears after the first few movies. Oh, weird. And they didn't get the rights back (laughs) until the film Spectre, which is why it was a huge deal that they called it that. And they're like, we're bringing Spectre back. It's going to be great. And then that movie was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a total misunderstanding of what made Spectre fun in the first place. And like loading it with backstory and trying to yeah. make it some personal thing related to Bond instead of just like crazy pants laser pointers all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. It just to me and, that and was plus, that movie made me Sarah, furious because it was such but a Sarah, didn't you understand? He was the architect of all of James Bond's pain. Ah, yeah, you know, you know how the octopus has all these legs, so <laughs> we're gonna put someone from the other movies on each of these legs and <laughs> It will mean something. <laughs> if you don't know this, the Spectre logo, I didn't only knew it two seconds ago when I looked this up, but the Spectre logo is an octopus. Yes. With like How angry eyes. Yeah. With, it, it, actually, he looks it, like like a traditional 90s alien head on mm-hmm. a comb. Isn't Spectre basically just Hydra though, right? Like, is it, do these not look like exactly the same? It is logos? the same idea. Yeah. And uh, in the in the books, it's like uh, strongly implied it came out of Nazis who went into hiding after World War II. Uh, oh, ugh. yeah. So yeah, like, this guy has, has some Nazi same, tendencies. 
Nazi connections that uh, Hydra does in the comics world. Um, hmm. Well, there we are. Yeah. Okay. So let me look up this Hydra logo real quick. I want it to be an octopus. Oh, no. It's just a... It's not good. It's a Hydra. Yeah. That's boring. Um, so uh, he tries to convince James well, no, Bond no, no, to if, join if it's him. a Hydra, though... What? Wait, Sarah, wouldn't, wouldn't a Hydra, though, be like a bunch of heads? And uh, like, I think we're talking about the Marine Hydra. Uh, what is the Marine the little, Hydra? The little, the little actual creature. Oh, the snake. Here, what? I'll it. It, no, the, the little... A Hydra is like a little freshwater animal that has a bunch of tentacles on it. It's named after what? the mythological creature because it looks like it has multiple heads. Whoa. Oh. This looks like he also has multiple penises even... in this picture. Um well, not everything as long as a penis, Alex. No, look no, at it. No, that's because Alex is looking at a very specific website. He... <laughs> <laughs> Dick Hydra. All right, so look, I get it, and this is all fun at my expense, but if you look at the Wikipedia <laughs> entry for Hydra, at least Ezra, I can count on you. You look at this and tell me it, it doesn't... Is, it does look... It does look like eight penises coming out of one big penis. That's true. <laughs> no, I didn't even mean those. Those are the arms. I mean the bottom ones. Alex, this is the uh, uh, <laughs> this is the uh, the page for uh, hentai. You're looking at the yeah, wrong oh, one. Oh, there you go. Hentai dot that wikia fandom dot com slash hentai really dot hope- com. Alex is not a good website. Take. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I got tricked. Guys, can I just say it? Make a statement that will like won't come back to haunt me at all. Like, I really hope I don't have say like my dad on this show, which will then like inspire my dad and my mom to watch to listen to yeah, this episode. Yeah, they're definitely gonna listen. Sorry, your parents. I- <laughs> <laughs> too late for that, man. Uh, too late right. for that. Now your mom's gonna have to Google hentai to figure no, out what doesn't. that joke was. We're good. No, we can just skip it over. Just bleep bleep it no, all. No, your mom's already <laughs> a big fan of Grimes, so she knows all about uh, it. I, I don't even... Okay. I don't know what that means. So the, anyway... Um, the Canadian pop musician who's dating Elon Musk went on a huge Twitter <laughs> rant about how hentai is important this weekend because 2018 is fucking weird. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what's... Huh. Go- right, I don't then. even know what's going on anymore. I do... I do like the way they ended up meeting, though. Elon Musk and Grimes. This is a cu- it's a cute story. What she was like trying know, to figure you know out how to like non-unionize her staff and like how to <laughs> how to remove safety options and was calling common interest calling Elisa Banks a pedophile or something like that. I mean, what? <laughs> no, he came up with like the dumbest obscure engineering pun. And he decided to Google to see if anyone else had ever written it before. And she has a song based on that same pun. And that's like the only hit for that weird thing. So he like sent her Twitter message and was like, I like this joke. And then they hit it off. All right. It's kind of adorable. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes it. I okay, <laughs> totally fair. I that people shouldn't do that, but I do think uh, I think you're funny is a better opening to a conversation than I think you are uh, hot and send me a picture of your butthole, which is more common True, online. True, but like also just let women be. <laughs> They're not out there for uh, your attention. They're just there living, <laughs> trying to make jokes for themselves. Elon, get out of my DMs. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I okay, okay. excellent point. Yeah, Sarah. I I agree. I do feel slightly I, I misunderstood, I, but I agree with what you're saying, and I would subscribe well, to your well, newsletter. Here's the thing. Uh, Alex, you, I'm I pretty sure in it. this... Okay, good. Alex, I think in this version, I think you are definitely Grimes, though, like, in where you're, like, where it's, like, 
Alex, you made an obscure joke that no one appreciated. Um, and then later on, a billionaire sweeps you off your feet because they get it. Oh, that's how, man, that's how what I a world. Mm. Oh, right? that's so nice. Well, okay. yeah. Anyway, let's wrap up the summary real quick. So James Bond says no to joining the terrorist organization. Weird. And then... Um, Oh, and also Dr. No has uh, his hands are replaced by uh, those grabby claws from toy stores because um, (laughs) despite being an unbelievable genius, he held them too close to radiation. I guess Um, he's like, I just for a guy who's such a genius, sometimes he can be short sighted and dumb. You know, it was English lit, right? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't radiation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A doctrine radiation. So, uh, uh. James is locked, beaten up and then locked in a cell, which fortunately has a large uh, unsecured air vent that is attached, attached, attached to a large hot water pipe that empties into the main laboratory, which is kind of a weird construction decision. Uh, but, you know, you can never trust these contractors. And, you know, but, you're uh, just, so, with, like, a secret layer, you're just building on top of a lot of pre-existing things. You know, it's a lot yeah. of expansion. Yeah. It's, so, it's a lot of just yeah. kind of just throwing it together, really just trying to make it work. Yeah, totally fair. So he gets he climbs through those pipes, uh, beats up somebody who's wearing a radiation suit and puts it on. And despite it being clear plastic, no one recognizes him. So then right as it's time for the giant laser pointer to be shined in NASA's eyes, preventing the moon landing, uh, James turns Project Mercury. What? It's not. Anyway. It's, it's pre. Yeah, it's pre moon. It's, it's, it's but they're working <laughs> towards the moon landing. And if they stop Mercury, they'll stop the moon landing. Um, so James just turns the big wheel of danger from a little danger to too much danger, uh, which throws everything into chaos, which should be good for Spectre, but, uh, it turns out Dr. No hates it because his metal claws do not have the grip strength to help him climb out of radiation filled boiling water that James tosses him into. And, uh, he goes down with his ship. James rescues his girlfriend and then they have sex in a rowboat in front of a bunch of sailors. Well, they also then then drift away from them as well. But they're right there, and they you know they're sailors. They have telescopes. They're clearly watching. This is a common trope in James do. Bond: <laughs> is that they he likes to have sex in front of people as soon as the danger is over. Yeah, it's you know that real primal urge where <sighs> we talked about like, this I survived a so, little bit last uh, week. Let's we're time like to have some public sex. Yeah, we talked about this a bit last week, which is where like. I don't know when I'm when I am terrified. I am not horny, but James Bond goes from terrified to horny like very quickly. It's like roller coaster people. Yeah, I never want to be on a roller coaster, but some people really want to be on a roller coaster. And as soon as I get off it, mm. need to bang right then. Yeah, yeah, because of um, weird cross wiring, I guess. Yeah, uh, you, you, yeah. me, not ever being able to go back to Six Flags because of your weird shit really upset me, Alex. <laughs> I don't know why I got banned just because I was the lookout, right? I, I just well, no. Yeah, what I didn't tell you, Anthony, is I wore an Anthony Lopez the entire time, ah, an Anthony oh. Lopez mask, and so in the, all the photos, you know, the roller coasters take the photos. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it looked like you. That makes sense. Should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, I know it was weird. Also, Megan didn't like it. I don't know why she was like, "I'm not into this mask of your friend that you're wearing." <laughs> Well, because Megan was also wearing an Anthony Lopez mask. Which I was in, too. That was for me. She's very generous. Oh, you guys secretly Uh, just described a real fetish of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, since you're like being John Malkovich. Yeah, I was going to say, ever since being John Malkovich, I've had a very specific just... (laughs) Mask fantasy. Yeah, just people screaming Malkovich Uh, while everyone looks like that weird, bold man. (laughs) So, okay. 
Did we do it? We did it. That's did the we, movie. We, um, so now we have time just for a brief compliment pizza. <coughs> Everybody has to say one compliment. Your your major compliment. Your best favorite favoriteest thing uh, about Doctor No. So Anthony, why don't you go first? Why don't you take off that Anthony Lopez mask and give it to uh, us? So I, you know, there, there's a something I mentioned earlier with the. Um, like, the introduction of Bond, like, the amount of, like, iconic stuff this movie gets right very early on is really impressive. Yeah. Uh, but we, we talk about this a little bit later, but the sort of creative inflation element of, like, so many movies stole from this movie and then refined what they did that I love. This is like getting to see raw action movie stuff, like, before it's been unpolished and refined, so... My favorite element in this is the uh, when I was watching this movie with my wife, she was saying how it's weird that the gun silencers don't sound right. Because the in this oh. movie, the silencers that they use sound like real silencers, not like movie silencers. Because oh. that's not the sound silencers make, that what they make in movies. That's an entirely yeah. movie-created myth. Silencers don't sound yeah. anything like that. Huh. And so... She was like, oh, they don't. I was like, oh, that's because whatever folio just created that in a movie 20 years later, and then it became the sound we associate with it hadn't done that yet. Like, hadn't done that work. So they were just using the authentic, like, what real Foley sounds or what they think Foley sounded looked like for that. So it's like, that kind of stuff is really hmm. neat to keep in mind while watching a movie yeah. like this. Um, yeah. So I like that, just the fact that, like, I, I guess it's like this, being the first movie of the franchise, and, like, you know, it's it's easy to think of 25 movies over 50 years in of James Bond being, like, a, a you know, important staple of cinema and, like, a forever property, yeah. but it wasn't before they made this. It's just a... You know, like, they got enough of it right to be able to build literally 50 years worth of movies off of this film. And that's that's still pretty impressive. Like, this... Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. And uh, I do... F- it's sort of like watching um, Die Hard and then being like, oh, this is what everybody's doing. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, you, you I, can take it to something like, you know, look at a movie like Taxi Driver or any, like... You know, Citizen Kane or these movies. Yeah, that's like that's this is what taxi drivers are doing. Yeah, if you don't if you don't realize like how often <laughs> this movie has been stolen from, uh, it yeah. loses the impact of like oh that's, I've seen this a million times. Well, that's because this movie did it first. You know. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Sarah, what's your compliment pizza? Um, I want to give uh, a shout out to Ursula Andress who. Mm-hmm truly started off as a string of like often very thankless roles for women in these movies but i find her really like charming and sweet she's obviously exceptionally beautiful but i feel like it's fun to watch her even though the part is a real nothing part and uh, has a lot of troubling tropes associated with it i i think like that scene of her getting out of the water is like rightfully iconic and it's still like cool and memorable like yeah. all these years later i i really like her i think she did a great job with um some real misogynistic shit <laughs> yeah. i mean there really is yeah. something about like the white bathing suit with a knife with a belt yeah. and a knife yeah. Yeah. like she pulls off the craziest that's insane no one should wear that 
it's not a good look in general, but she looks incredible. Um, you shouldn't wait, have the diving wait, wait, knife. What, what, what weapons should you have with your white bathing suit then? Just don't wear a, a belt. Knife. Don't wear a belt. The knife is fine oh. if you're like in the diving business and you need to get shells like pried off of rocks, but yeah. don't wear a belt. So oh, it's just like this is the Coco Chanel take one thing off. Yeah, exactly. Like after, it's just like too okay, busy. Yeah. Well, so let's say you have to yeah, have a diving knife. Where if you can't have a belt, would you do like that iPod armband for that runners use? Like, Through yeah, the teeth. You could, or you could do like a garter, uh, or oh, you could just have like a little like thing on your bikini strap, like on your shoulder. Wait, what's a garter if not a thigh belt? But like, that's okay. <laughs> that's like some visual interest. I'm talking. I don't know, man. Belts are hard. Yeah, her They're waistband heavy. is too. The, yeah, it's too water, cluttered around the waistband. Yeah, the water will will rust the metal finishes. You For just sure. Have to simplify. <laughs> For sure. Yep. I mean, this is what I say to everybody in this movie: simplify. That is key. Um, apparently her, that belt that she wore was part of the full dress uniform of the Royal Navy. Oh, yeah. Really? And the rest of it as well. Yeah. This is a fun <laughs> fact that I have for you. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It was donated by sailors from the HMS Truebridge when they, she thought something was missing from her outfit. So I don't know. I, 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 I think that a thigh belt would have worked, but I, I think it was, it was a nice touch. And yeah, it was vote, voted, frequently voted number one uh, out of the hundred hundred greatest sexy moments, uh, according to uh, the UK Channel Four, uh, that's uh, uh, that's that's time for my compliment. I was gonna do the car wash shower scene, but then we talked a good amount about it. The I do like I, we didn't mention that I do like the part where you're on a conveyor belt of shower, like you're in a car wash. So that's kind of fun. In addition to the horse brush, I liked that idea. But uh, since that's mostly taken up, I will. I, I guess I would throw my. My major compliment to just the role of henchmen and assassins in the series. Uh, uh, let's see. Somebody on Facebook uh, was talking about the uh, uh, the the three blind assassins and 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 what our uh, affection affect, affectation would be if we were being henchmen or uh, or mm. villains in the in the movie, which I think is a super fun question. I think knowing my skill set, I would almost certainly end up as a hotel henchman because that woman who poisoned them was like like sometimes the henchmen are like assassins sometimes they're nuclear scientists and sometimes you're just working in the evil hospitality industry and i feel like like somewhere there's an evil maid in that like there's people there are people mopping the floor in the evil radiation uh, hotel and like i feel like that's what i would end up being i'd be an evil uh scullery person you know okay well you're a scullery and it happens to be i mean like you think it's like this is just you you went to the wrong job interview for example like not a good one and yeah like, yeah a like, friend was like oh you know who's hiring a lot of uh scullery assistants and then yeah it was like well i do like scullery and he's like what scull- it's scull- weird that scullying? they're paying slightly above minimum wage when everybody else is paying just minimum wage well it's worth it for the commute yeah. to the caribbean <laughs> i mean yeah the benefits i imagine yeah yeah I mean, yeah, somebody like uh, somebody is working at NASA at a, a subway when I went to when I went to Cape Canaveral for the, the space launch, uh, SpaceX launch. We ate at the subway on the NASA campus. And it was like somebody is like, I work at NASA. And they're like, as what? And they had to say a sandwich artist. That's what Whoa. I would be as a henchman. I wait. Are you saying that NASA is also evil? Um, yes. Well, actually, what I, I am thought. what I am saying is uh, it's a fun fact about the subway because that was the only place on the tour we were not allowed to take pictures for some reason. 
they really didn't want us finding out about these subway employees or something. So they were evil. Yeah. Yeah. I like and somebody also had to be the person like horse brushing James Bond. Somebody got clocked in and worked in the yeah. decontamination room. I, so anyway, the, my comments all that horse so brush a spy today. <laughs> I mean, so fun. But like thinking about that, like imagine if you did just do that job, like your days off, you get to hang out on a fun tropical irradiated island. That'd be kind of <laughs> neat, right? Like, yeah, somebody has to wash the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Someone's. I mean. Which, quick aside, by the way, so everyone in the movie uh, on the islands is like, oh, you can't go over that island. There's a dragon, which turns out to be... Can I compliment the dragon? Yes. Ezra, your compliment, please. Guys, so in this movie, there's a dragon, (laughs) which turns out to be um, a... I want to say, like, kind of like a a box... A soapbox... Like, like soapbox derby. Yeah, a wooden (laughs) tank. car. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that spits flames. And it's like, like, you could definitely, like... Imagine like Doctor No kind of like scribbled on the side like was like like the flame rider, you know? <laughs> like just like a um, uh, yeah, it was like it was sort of like Doctor No, Doctor No's dad's like you know like a you know, pet project on the side kind of thing where it's like oh it's gonna be really cool, buddy. And it was like and, and, and like Doctor No's dad was like was like what what do you think? And like Doctor No was like I love it, yeah. Dad. And, I'll and use it is, all yeah, the time. Like, yeah. Uh, so it it was uh it was not the scariest thing that I've seen. Uh, it moved very slow and felt like he was about to like fall over at any moment. Yeah, Turin on um, Facebook uh, posted a photo of it and it just asked how anybody in the world could mistake this, even from a distance, for a dragon. It's just like, it's on treads, so it moves real slow and wobbly. Uh, <laughs> this is a very strange dragon. Okay, but we haven't, it's not like, okay, here's the thing. You couldn't mistake it for, say, like, I don't know. Like a crab, because there are real crabs nearby. Uh, but there are not like real dragons nearby, right? Sure. Oh, so you're, like, what you're saying is like their idea of a dragon of legend is boxy, slow-moving, tread, wooden thing that breathes fire. If you had a real one like there all the time, you're like, like, oh no, I don't know which one a dragon is, and like th- that'd be silly. Yeah. But if you don't actually have a frame of reference, then yeah, like yeah, it, totally. It's got fire, and they're just like, yeah, it's got fire. It's a dragon. <laughs> Uh, uh, this snippet was a dragon. Yeah, that makes this, sense. This matchstick is a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, we're gonna have we have a, a very special segment coming up. We have a very special guest that we're gonna talk to here briefly. Uh, so uh, I hope you guys enjoy that conversation. We certainly did an hour ago, but you get it now, and uh, and then we'll be back to close up the show. So uh, stick around for that. Hey everyone! Uh, I want you guys to uh, to officially uh, meet my dad, uh, David. Hey there. And he is. Uh, on- hey, this is my dad. Hi, this is um, dad. Hi. <laughs> um, so the the reason I want to have my dad on uh, uh, is because like he he actually saw Doctor No um, in theaters when it came out, uh, and oh, wow. um, like uh, I I think I, I was hoping. Uh, it, it, Dad, you and I have like seen, uh, I guess not all, but but some uh, Bond movies over the years, uh, and um, like I think Goldeneye and some of the, I think maybe like the new Casino Royale, a couple of the other ones in, in between there. Like I think from Brosnan on, when I became old enough. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of just want us like maybe like talk with you a little bit, put it in like I guess both historical context of like what did this mean in 1962, and also maybe a personal context of like yeah. the last like 
50 plus years do of, a little james of, bonding yeah because i don't know if this is like the most is if this is like the the thing uh the franchise in your life because i'd probably be star wars but like i'd be kind of curious like where where this where was this for you in terms of a formative experience and all that sure well i was 12 when it came out and i remember going i was living in los angeles and i remember going to a double feature with my friend marty crystal and his parents and his brother. And mm-hmm. I don't remember what the movie was that we were going to go see. It wasn't this one. This was on the um, on the double feature, but this wasn't the primary movie. And no one had Just ever... Bonus heard. Bond. Yeah. 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 And no one had ever heard of this. And um, I remember the other movie, whatever it was, was okay. And I uh, remember that we were in Westwood Village in Los Angeles at the one of the theaters there. And um, so when we, I think this might have been the second movie that we saw of the, of the double feature. And um, I, I remember being blown away. I remember like being amazed. I mean, the only other time I had a surprise movie experience like that was when I went to see Indiana Jones of the Last Crusade yeah. without knowing what I was getting into. Wait, wait, probably, probably Raiders of the Lost Ark, I'm assuming. That's right. Raiders of Lost Ark. Okay. I, I imagine by that point, you probably knew what to expect with, with the <laughs> no, Last right. Crusade. No, I started the Last Crusade. For me, it was the first <laughs> crusade. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd, it'd be incredible that if that was the thing you were surprised about, right? Because like, if you, Last Crusade, like you're already working at Lucas at that point and like had been working on the <laughs> game version of Last Crusade. So like, if you're like, I don't know what to expect in this movie. <laughs> it's no, just really in the code. Definitely was it Last Crusade. What? The Nazis are okay. back. Unbelievable. Taking it back. <laughs> I um I, I hate to derail so quickly, but the first like one of the first things you said was double feature, and I just haven't thought much about double features. Uh, I've never gone to a double feature. That seems like so much movie, like maybe well, twice as much movie like, as I need. Old school binging, yeah. right? Like yeah, that we I guess that, so. That was our way of binging. We didn't have um. I mean, I guess you could watch television for a while, but you know, this was that was the standard. I think it was what a couple bucks. Yeah, but at twelve, did cents? you get bored between? This just seems well, like a get, long time. For, for the break, you get up and you get some some more food to eat from the. You all go to the lobby, like the song you go goes. Go to the lobby, oh, yeah, sure. and back then the the food at the lobby was not like five or ten dollars for a bag of popcorn. And how much was popcorn? It was probably you know fifty cents or something. But like inflation that. adjusted, that's like twelve euro. <laughs> Maybe I don't know how inflation works. Um, it's uh, it does not that way for sure. Right. <laughs> and and uh, so anyway, so this. This, I mean, and I watched, I rewatched it last night, um, and uh, I guess we can get into that later. But <laughs> I, I realized I must have only seen this movie once. I didn't remember anything at all from from the rewatching of it, except um, the the inside of a facility. And in my mind, I had mixed this movie up with another James Bond movie, the one, the one where they're inside the volcano. So that was a lot of my. Oh, the spy who loved me. Yeah, it was like. Is that the one like where they're in the volcano? But that's not. No, that must not have been. It, it. was the. It was the one in nineteen sixty-seven. I think I looked it up last night. Um, Inside oh. the volcano, James Bond. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. James Bond movies that end up in a volcano in the third act. <laughs> I feel like they should all. That's a, something that is missing. Okay, you only live twice. It looks like. I think that was that. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Probably that one. Okay. Yeah, everyone. Everyone should end up in a volcano at some point in their lives. It's like that's on your bucket Good. list, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my bucket, my lava bucket list. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. bucket of lava. Great. So, uh, so, um, so I, you know, in rewatching, 
I was I was pretty disappointed. I don't know if we if we're getting into that part yet. <laughs> so, you know, sorry, just, yeah, let's jump into that, it Dad. because I feel like being twelve in nineteen sixty two is the perfect time to watch this movie, and being an adult now, yeah. So well, what, what didn't hold up for you? Well, was a twelve year old? I mean, you know the special effects, you know, like the 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 really exciting car chase. Um, and, and oh, like, that car chase. Yeah. So I mean, it was like thinking what, what bond movies mean to me now, which are, you know, outrageous stunts and explosions and, you know, gadgets and, um, yeah. of course, you know, beautiful women and, you know, sexy scenes and all that. But, you know, th- there was no gadgets Really disappointed in the gadget area because I, yes. I love gadgets. Well, well, Dad, would you count a piece of his own hair taped across um, uh, a closet <laughs> as a gadget? I, actually, I think that might be the one scene I remembered. Was, was the idea okay. of the of the hair being pasted across and maybe powdering the uh, his briefcase? Yeah, yeah, Q sits him down in the in the room and is like, "All right, James, uh, this is a model seven thousand. Your hair." And the way you use it is lick your finger, put it across a cabinet, and then check back, I guess? As as an adventure game creator, um, that probably really got me excited because it was taking something in your environment and using it in a creative way that isn't what that object was intended for, um, which is exactly what we did when we did a graphic adventures in the 80s. And so the use of hair as a burglar alarm is like a really good um you know a really good concept it's very clever in high school i had a uh, i was on a debate trip and they used that method to make sure we all stayed in the hotel room but we were uh on the first floor so we just all went out the window and made out <laughs> oh like all, all together at once well we well we switched I, I think you had to switch half of each room in order to make the math work out but yeah we all just you know, like climbed out the windows it was great all right good well well done hairs uh, undisturbed I mean, you also probably could have like uh, re re rehaired it, I guess, right? You get one person out the window. Then, like, yeah, you still need one window in order to reattach the hair. Of course, yeah. then there's, there's the you know, DNA test to make sure it's the same hair, same from the same oh, person. Well, you also <laughs> you also could have like just a really really like specific and like uncomfortable like room service order. Like, hey, could you could you come up to room 109, take off a piece of your hair, lick it to my door, and leave? <laughs> Is that a cool thing? Uh, yeah, that is definitely serial killer behavior. And no, you can't do that as a high school well, student. Well, and leave is a key part. I feel like that's not that's what the true. That's true. That's okay. true. That's true. Great. So uh, I, I wondered if, because for me, I do think of it as the action scenes and the gadgets and stuff. But that's because for me, the fact that he wears a tuxedo and plays Baccarat is like, that's already factored in. So at the time, you didn't know that was going to happen. So that must have been like exciting enough to make up for the fact that that riveting car chase scene of them never moving and just a weird picture behind hey, them. Hey, Alex, there's uh, nothing scarier <laughs> than being chased by a car that grows in size instead of gets... <laughs> like, imagine I've, I've imagine <laughs> if you looked around and you had a car that was like the same distance behind you it was two minutes ago. <laughs> But has grown like it was stung by fifty bees and had an allergic reaction. How much better? I yeah. mean, that's fucking. Fury Road would have been so much better, right? That's such if, a scary if, that is so if just bees, horrifying. if bees grow the cars, yeah. That is the scariest, like 
idea I have ever imagined. Like a crow just slowly <laughs> growing behind me, like the blob just absorbing the horizon. Uh, Almost like Bumblebee. Yeah. From Transformers. He grows. I mean, he doesn't he does really grow. grow. I mean, because powered by bees. I mean, okay, Alex, Transformers don't lose or gain mass. They don't actually grow. They oh, can, yeah, they, yeah. The third, the third law. Yeah, they contain the same exact size as they do in My the bad. vehicle mode. So, so I guess, David, does that, was that uh, just the fact of him? The fact of the, uh, the gentleman spy, uh, the tuxedo, and the hitting on his employees that was still fun and exciting, so they didn't have to do as much chasing? Yeah, Is that well, how it felt? Here, so here I am as a 12-year-old, and you know, I'm noticing girls, but I'm so super shy, and the idea of this guy who can just, anywhere he goes, he ends up you know, having sex with the, with the most beautiful women in the, in the area, you know, even going yeah. to a, a random beach and, and, and talking to women. And, yeah, goes to a deserted yeah, beach, and it's like still, <laughs> still yeah, does fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, was, that was really cool um, as a 12-year-old. And yeah. um, I think um, I'm sure I didn't notice the fact that when they filmed the car chase that it, that they you know that it was all done with with a rear projection. Um, the other other thing was you know the the end of that car scene of the car chase where he manages to get his car to go under a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. It's all in your head. You never see that. Yeah. You, you just see a shot of the of the him go. You see a shot of him in the car, a shot of him surprised, a shot of um, this trailer thing or truck blocking the road, and he sees the area that he could fit under. And I don't think we ever saw a shot of the car going under it or passing out the other end. Um, that was all done in your head. It's very clever. Oh yeah, it's like the stabbing in Psycho. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The scariest and car chase <laughs> is the one that you invent while you're watching the movie. <laughs> and it's not very fair to hold rear projection against this movie. Like it was the only movie in 1963 that was doing it. You know, <laughs> like if anything, no. there, there's something about um, like at least they did rear projection when it was like a car chase. To me, there's something about when there's like. Just strap a camera to a car. It's just a Sunday drive that they're doing in this old movie, but it's the most obvious mm-hmm. rear projection. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, that's just the way people are like, I'm not, are you kidding? Do you know how that would be to match? We'd have to spend more time on this. Um, yeah. I, I feel, so I'm not, I don't mean to hold it against it exactly. It's just that last week we watched Goldeneye, where the production team bought three tanks and ruined a third of St. Petersburg <laughs> for real. <laughs> and then to this movie where it's like you can't even put him in a car, right? That's just, which I know it's not fair. I understand well, that, so, but it's just I that mean, is I how guess it you feels. Have to, but we, we had Alex, to, you definitely have to have action movie inflation, right? Like so, you, yeah. like you have to like you know, like <laughs> that car that, chase scene is now worth was, twelve euros. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. This this might have been well, and it's, yeah, I'm saying this might have been one of the first action movies I saw, other than like westerns and or maybe war movies. Uh, so yeah. so this is a whole new genre, and I had never seen a spy you know um exciting spy movie um and i'm sure i didn't notice that the effects sucked because i had nothing to compare it i don't think i've ever seen um a live action movie where all the stunts were done real as opposed to right you know with with editing and so that none of that bothered me then Now, now of course it's like oh my god um then what was the other there was another oh it really bothered me that they couldn't find any Asian was for speaking parts that they kept on oh my God, using, yeah. um, taking 
Caucasians and adding yeah. eye, eye makeup. Yeah, the yellow them. face is pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't age super well. No. They did, they did say Dr. No was, what, part German? It's yeah, like yeah, half yeah. German. Yeah, half German. Okay, so uh, that, yeah. that kind of excuses slightly, but why not find would, someone who's it, actually? I think excuses less than half of it. <laughs> yeah, well, why not find someone who's half Caucasian, yeah. half well, Asian? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine you probably did not see a bunch of biracial actors on screen in 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, well, um, it's not like this series got any better with that. The <laughs> "You Only Live Twice" that we mentioned earlier is the movie in which. Uh, they fake Bond's death, and then he becomes a Japanese man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the wildest thing I have ever seen. I feel like I never saw it as a kid when I was watching a lot of the the old ones, and like blithely accepting them. But when I saw You Only Live Twice, like in my twenties, I think for the first time, I I couldn't. There's a it. scene in You Only Live Twice when someone comes over with uh like. The Q makeup kit that has like Asian style eyes that they pit on James Bond, uh, and it's the most offensive, horrible. <laughs> James Bond. He also has a helicopter that goes into a suitcase in that movie, though. Oh, the little yes. Nelly. Oh yeah, it's my favorite. So that's gadget. pretty sweet. It's the best thing yeah. in that movie. Made entirely out of human hair. Yeah. So, um. I, 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 want to I guess one, one, one more thing yeah, I just want to say was that I I think I do remember reading a James Bond book maybe in the sixties or seventies um, after I had seen a bunch of the movies and was amazed at how racist and misogynistic and um, you know how they were written because they were written I guess in the early fifties a lot of them yeah um, by so a racist this, this was toned down dramatically yeah. from I'm sure from the books. So. <laughs> Um, They're wild. I've read a lot of them too, and they are dark. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, switching gears a little bit, David. So, from your role as a child at the movie to as a parent taking Ezra to movies, um, like obviously in the '90s, that a lot of the racist stuff changed, but there's still a lot of uh, the sexist stuff, and also a lot of just on-screen sexy stuff, sexy time. And so, I think I guess I just want to know what's your what's your feeling of it as a father showing like is it uncomfortable to watch all this uh beach sex with your children like as a bonding activity <laughs> well it depends on how old the kid is right great um, yeah true. i think by the time i would have gone to any of these with ezra he would have been um super experienced yeah, we, right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i guess it sort of matters but like if i watched a sex scene with my parents now i might have to leave uh like I feel like I'm I mean, still yeah, everyone. Everyone leaves the TV, just watches itself. You know? <laughs> just let us know when Siri. Let us know when this is well, over. Well, it's it's <laughs> actually I think that there's a purpose. It's that. not like the James Bond movies that they have sex in them, but it's not like there's like long gratuit. They're known for the long gratuitous scenes of like graphic sex. So I don't like. That's, that's I don't think the James Bond is ever shown more than like James Bond literally kissing a girl and then the camera pans up. I think that happens in every Bond movie. It's not like <laughs> you see, like, yeah, you know, like. Oh, do you think it's because, like, the camera op is, like, actually maybe there with their parents? And so <laughs> it just passes like, out. Oh, just go, I don't know if I want to see this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all, cut, it's all done with cutaways and, um, you know, the same thing. With yeah, that's yeah. true. I don't, know if that, I, I don't remember if that's how they were for later on. I think it was pretty not pretty much not very explicit, though. Yeah. Um, th- I think th- it helps in that, like, basically every every like kind of like 
segment of James Bond, like they're all pretty much expected, uh, right? Where he's gonna like he's gonna talk about a martini, he's gonna like you know have sex with like two women, one of whom will probably be evil, um, and like there's like each of the like pieces, like like it kind of like it's over, and then you're on to like the next like you know like uh, uh, set piece yeah. basically, um, and so you don't really have like this like you'll get through it. It'll have like some lingering awkwardness, but then it's like a bright shiny thing that explodes or. And no, uh, is sexist uh, in the next scene, and so you don't really have to linger on the last one. <laughs> Sarah, I know you'd watch a lot of these as a bonding thing with your father. Uh, was that yes. different for you? Oh, you know what? I feel like when I was watching them when I was pretty young, it was on like TBS where they used to do those like oh, or sure. TNT or whatever, where they used to do the marathons of them on Thanksgiving. Sure. So it would be like on school break, and I was watching the heavily edited versions. Um, but my dad is possibly the best person to watch a movie with because he gets really excited and really like interactive with it. Like if he thinks something's funny, he will like laugh really hard for like 20 minutes after it happens. <laughs> and if he thinks something's exciting, he will be like, wow, really loudly. And if he thinks something's dumb, he will not stop talking about it. So Aww. Bond is great because it's like, so especially the old ones are so like cheesy and campy and they're all these just like insanely beautiful locations yeah and he would just love to sit there and be like this is a travel log with a story it's a travel log <laughs> with a story and he would just like Aww. talk about how excited he was to watch it so i feel like that was really fun just because my dad is a very sweet man who's very quiet so it was like a fun way to like get him talking and like yeah. hang out with him and talk about which ones he saw when he was growing up I feel like he also saw some of these early ones in the theater um, as like a teen, but I don't remember which ones. So it was it was more just like about that. And I think because we were watching the TV versions, there weren't a lot of that helps for sure that they left in, you know. And and then when I got older, I think the first one we saw in the theaters together was um, "Die Another Day," mm-hmm. which is horrible <laughs> easily easily all-time worst um that's uh that's and, that's pierce brosnan yeah it's the yes. halle berry yeah. one his last one with uh-huh and it's with the, worst the um that's the one that has if you if you really want to uh really suffer just put on any music from that movie because it's all like electronic <laughs> remix of the james bond I- uh. iconic music it's so it's bad. so yeah bad. so we didn't go see the pierce brosnan ones in the theaters together because my dad really couldn't stand them he mm. didn't like the the action movie take on the genre uh. so i feel like by the time we got old enough and i went and saw it, it wasn't like it was awkward because the movie was bad it wasn't awkward because like of the sexy times in it. Although there is a scene where he puts a diamond in her belly button. Do you remember? <laughs> uh, huh. Gross. <laughs> Did not. Uh, 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 Sarah, quick pitch. Um, uh-huh. Can you do like sort of like a, like an anti-riff tracks basically with your dad where it's just like his like like his commentary like just recorded basically and you just like sync it up with the movie. Like, a podcast called like, uh, Pot, uh, Papa Hathaway Has oh, a sorry, Good Time. that's the... Good idea, police screeching by. <laughs> um, yeah, I could try that. We could. We probably would have to do that with like. Um, I think "Live and Let Die" is his all-time favorite, and it might be my all-time favorite too. It's a Roger Moore, but uh, I think that'd be kind of delightful. Do that, and it'd be great. And I think that also has JW Pepper in it, so we could get some really good um, accent work from my father. <laughs> <laughs> I the one I remember seeing I think I mentioned this before but the only movie I, I saw with my father from the series is uh he was not a huge James Bond person but uh he took me to The World Is Not Enough in theaters 
Um, oh, that's not a bad one. It's okay. My favorite part, the, my, like my one strong memory from it, the way like David said, he said you remembered the hair. Like my memory is a helicopter with 15 chainsaws hanging from it. And <laughs> yes, wow, and it goes through that building. It goes through a car. I, well, what I remember it is... It goes through a lot of it, things. It's used to like trim a forest early on. And the second it shows up, my dad goes, I wonder if that's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that was my memory of that movie. And of course it did. And it Check kind of off the chainsaw thing. Yeah, yeah, ch- chainsaw helicopter. <laughs> it's a really delightful, insane prop. And also apparently something that people actually do use... Um, like a helicopter with blades hanging down from it to trim forests. That's a real thing, which is so and, you know, crazy. For recreation. Yeah, sure, for fun and for apparently getting them away from power lines. But man, what a terrifying thing! Yeah, I have to say uh, something. Cool. I want to say something about about you know the Bond actors and yeah. you know growing up with Doctor No is my first, and then all the others in the '60s that were Sean Connery. Um, oh, yeah. As soon as they switched out to. I guess Roger Moore was the next no, one. George Lesenby was the next one, but then uh, he only did the one briefly. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, okay, that, so yeah, that was that was. Sacrilegious. He had a cup of coffee in the Bond series, as they say. Yeah, that was sacrilegious. <laughs> it was it's like no one else is really Bond except for Sean Connery in my mind. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because for us, it's always been this is a like it's like Spider Man in our lives. Like you right. can't say there's a Spider Man. There's like just. <laughs> many spider-man and we just have to choose whatever we get we get so spider-mans yes there's many spider-mans <laughs> Spid- spiders man <laughs> yeah i think it's spiders man like attorneys general yeah, like yeah calls the sack Got there's it. so many spiders men by the time we get around that uh i don't get to have a definitive one but for you there was a like a bait and switch with uh james's bond yeah and and he, he's he's what i hold all the others to in terms of standards at least my memory of what what he was like in those yeah so that you know that actually was... alex well i was gonna say before they had the second one though i think it was just his name was james bond right. <laughs> <laughs> well on that idiotic note we should wrap the segment um uh so do you want to do an outro for your for your dad is um yeah i mean t- dad th- thanks so much for 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 uh for coming on the show for for, for bonding over bond um we should I feel like there's another one because I think they they dragged uh, um, Daniel Craig back into it uh, for for like another like half a billion dollars. Uh, so we should yeah. definitely uh, when that comes out uh, check it out together. Yeah. yeah, and and thank you for for ruining one of my childhood memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the does it hold so up sorry. game for you is no. That's the answer today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, if you want a uh, dad, like we can maybe like watch like Dumbo together again and like that'll ruin it for me. So <laughs> or you guys can just wait till Tim Burton's Dumbo and just ruin it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is happening. Oh yeah, that's happening. <laughs> okay, great. Great. Well, that's a date. So we have to, man, I have so many things I want to talk about, but we are out of time. Um, so I want to do just a really quick mailbag before we leave, um, which is, I guess it's not really a mailbag. It's more like mail from me, but I just want to say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk, I'm going to interrupt myself from talking to talk more. Well, I, but not about the movie. I just want to have a quick meta discussion, which uh, is that um, I, I was really at, hoping you were going to be like, I don't remember sending this letter. It is, <laughs> it is post-book you know, two weeks from now, but let's see what happens. <laughs> You know how they say if you're angry, write it in a letter, put it in a drawer, and then wait two weeks and read it on a podcast. Well, this is that time. Invent a time machine. (laughs) 
No, I just want to say I believe, and I've po- I posted about this twice in the past two months on Facebook, and both times I was wrong. So I'm like, this is definitely risky to say this out loud now. But I believe I finally have defeated the hackers. So if you uh, visited our website, <laughs> read-weep.com, in the last two months, uh, it started on my birthday. On my birthday this year, uh, our website was horribly hacked. Uh, de- oh, Alex, I was going to say, did you like that hacking gift I gave you? <laughs> It's like I thought, you never you never wrote anything back. I forgot I put my name on the hacking. Yeah, I should have looked for the uh, weird ASCII character signature that said "Happy Birthday, buddy." Um, oh, I just like chaos. <laughs> yeah, Spectre infiltrated our website uh, and caused so much chaos. And it was it was so uh, uh, oh man, um, at, like I'm terrible at it. Really had no idea what I was doing, and so like I thought I fixed it that day um, by just putting the website back up and that turned out to just help them and then um anyway it's been a long it's been such a terrible couple of months and it's been very frustrating and so i'm sure it's been frustrating for you because you thought that we had decided instead of being a podcast website we should be a website about taking surveys and we have had a lot of mission creep alex (laughs) it used to be a podcast about bad movies but now it's mostly these surveys from this weird (laughs) website but i'm committed to alex's vision itunes well, all the iTunes reviews were like, a fan of the early work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you Less looked at our iTunes sad. reviews? That's so sad. Yeah. Um, oh, guys. Oh, guys wait, wait, hold on. Really quickly. Uh-huh. Hey, if, if you like what we're doing now, or at least don't hate it, consider a, a positive <laughs> review on iTunes. I feel like it would really make my day. You know what really hurts me? It's the two-star reviews. Those are the people yeah. who meant it. You know what? Give a four-star review. That's fine. Yeah. I'll take four. Yeah, because we'll, we'll still have to stop driving uh, at some point. So... Uh, it's still going to be hurtful. Um, no, just uh, uh, yeah. What well, we would really, well, yeah, that was a, that's such a good point because I have gotten a bunch of emails from people who are really enjoying the 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 new show. I've gotten some incredible support. Anthony has been universally beloved. I'm still a somewhat um, divisive figure in the fandom. Um, you know, it's 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 fine. We'll, we'll dub over your voice with um, with that uh, German actress. <laughs> People love her. Get a different Nikki, one to sing too, for sure. Yeah, no, we'll get Nikki Vanderzil to 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 redo you. Thank you. That will sound so much nicer. Um, I was just I was I was working on this hack, and I asked. Uh, I, was, I don't have a Mac, so I I don't look at iTunes uh, uh, often, and but my wife does, so I asked her to look at iTunes for uh, reviews to see if somebody had mentioned the hack. And the first review is like, "Man, that Alex is the most annoying host in podcast history," which like is so there's lack- a lot worse. Hosts, yeah, man. you're this lacking some perspective. I mean, like. There are so many annoying hosts out there. Um, and so many podcasts. And so yeah. much history. <laughs> I mean, Alex, well, you don't, podcast you don't history. even crack the top thousand. That's what I would yeah. say. Or the bottom thousand. Um, anyway, but the point is, I believe after a, a large deal of work and um, a, a non-zero amount of money, uh, we I believe we have finally gotten rid of all... Because it turns out I underestimated them. I got rid of like... 10 places where the hack existed and i was like i got you now and then um it turns out after the professional no one would try 11 yeah exactly it turns out they tried like 75 there was like this malicious oh. piece of code that was just everywhere and at some point when i was going through deleting them i was like yeah i switched to being kind of impressed um oh yeah i switched over to being like this is you guys really went for it you were very committed to getting people to take these surveys instead of listening to our podcast like they put more effort into the hack than i did into building the website in the first place so (laughs) i was like i you guys good job and also now i really want to do a hacker month as oh yeah can we do hackers yeah of course 
a different movie about hacking. There's so many movies with great hacking in it. I think that would be really fun. I wish I had done it uh, one of these months while we were hacked, but I think we can come back to it um, maybe early next year because I think it would be very fun to discuss um, and also like some. Sack. We also review Hacky Sack. This is not a great game. <laughs> it's so hard. <sighs> yeah, uh, but I do like the inclusiveness of standing around in a circle. Yeah, I like a circle. I don't like failing in front of people that I'm in a circle with. Yes, exactly. Ugh. I don't like so, well, the one guy who's really good at hacky sack is the one guy <laughs> I don't want to be better at anything than me. So it's yeah. always like <laughs> yeah. really upsetting. He does the whole thing without his fedora falling off or his Bluetooth headset coming out of his ear. <laughs> That's who I picture. He's like, he's like driving in front of me without signaling at this time. <laughs> very... It's very irritating. Um, anyway, so uh, I guess my message, it, my this this letter that's post-dated from two weeks from now just says, fuck you, hackers. Uh, I've changed my passwords to longer <laughs> this things. Will not, this will not come back to bite me at all. <laughs> I'm not challenging them. I just feel like hacking is kind of like, it's almost righteous when it's like, yeah, we made Bank of America different today, and now it's got a picture of a... Uh, it's like someone drew a dick on Bank of America's website. I'm like, all right, you guys are fun. Dick of America. Yeah, but when it's like you destroyed the a, a, a mid-tier pod, independent podcast for no reason um, and made Alex's birthday shittier. I mean, I, uh, one, one, last, one last, last theory. What episode is it right now, Alex? 467. So we've made about 467 enemies. You don't think there's no reason? <laughs> No, the last hundred episodes have mostly been about good things. All right, that's true. Three hundred sixty-seven then. And the one person who we really made an enemy was, with was that woman who wrote the book about witches, and she just put out a sequel to that book, and I kind of want to read it. So, like, okay. we're actually kind of fans. All right. Well, then, then, then there's no reason we've never hurt anyone. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, if you do <laughs> notice, if the if you see a hack thing, if you get redirected to a spam thing at redistribute.com, uh, I am super sorry. A and B, please let me know. Um, at podcast at redistribute podcast at redistribute.com. Ooh, ooh, I, I got a I got a thing. Yeah. If you catch, all right. How about this? Uh, we will give you a meat buddy status. Oh, you uh, if you can report a bug, it, but but it was ha- it was everybody. It was like it ruined. It was everybody. We can't afford that now. No, now. But I am not that confident. I just deleted a handful <laughs> of files. What if there's 79? I'm not ready for that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not hard. It's just voting. man. I like we're just diluting the votes. I like. Well, right. And also, yeah, you're also like diluting the people who. All right. All right. All right. How about this? OK, I got it. I got it. Uh, if you find a bug, you will be able to vote for uh, for Hackers Month uh, for what we pick, even if you are not a meat buddy. Is that good? Man, it's great. Uh, and I don't know how physically I'm going to make that happen, but I uh, I really like it. Yeah. Great. I, I just I just wrote a check. You know, your butt can cash it. <laughs> this is this is a good relationship we have. Oh man. Also, I think I just broke something while I had this open to look at to see that the heck was still fine. Anyway, read it to Thank you guys uh, for listening. Wait, no, we have to end for real. That's it for our show. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, Anthony and Sarah, while we talked about that. Um, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Uh, we'll be back in next week. Next week, we're talking about On Her Majesty's Secret Service. The night. Ooh. Yeah. You get to see uh, Diana Rick. We do. Oh. I like that you bill her above George Lazenby. 
Well, yeah, the movie yeah, definitely right. does. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know anything about it. Tell me about this person and what I should look for about her. It's Dame Diana uh, Rigg, a living legend. Yeah? But she's, like, yeah. young and Game beautiful and wears, like, an exceptionally groovy dress. And uh, she's great. And nice. This movie is wildly different than any other James Bond movie, so I'm excited to hear what you think. I'm so excited about it. I've uh, finally, wa- I've been wanting to see what Lazenby was like. Normal. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Alex, did you did you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, I did for a while until I realized it didn't like me. It didn't want me to be happy. Okay, did you ever see a mean grandma in Game of Thrones? Because she was the mean grandma. <sighs> oh, she's pretty great. Yeah, okay. Okay. she's Queen of Thorns. All right, that's pretty cool. I'm into that. Yeah. Cool. It's very exciting. All right. Um, and that's true. That Game of Thrones did not want you to be happy. Oh, man. It was when the mountain uh, fought that really cool bisexual we dude. We remember. And I was like, yeah. so happy. <laughs> this will end up well. <laughs> yeah. And then it got taken away from me. And I was like, oh, this show is like, it's fun for them to make me sad. And I think I should only, I should spend more time hanging out with people who have my best interests at heart. And that's when I stopped watching. Yeah, yeah, more, more, more British baking show. Yeah, well, before they were like, "What if the only person you know is Paul Hollywood?" <laughs> you right. know the okay, thing so we all wanted also- to. If we, you know, if we said we, if we've built this franchise on one thing, it's it's the world's love of Paul Hollywood. All Damn. Right. Well, All right. well, I someone, still like it. Some, <laughs> someone wants you to be happy out there, and you should hang out with them. Do you still like it? Uh, that's interesting, Sarah. Yeah, I do. My parents still like it also. I mean, I, I still like the idea of the show, but like... Listen, my... Mary Berry is queen, and yes. nothing will ever replace her. But it... I I still like watching nice people make nice things. I do, but... Well, you know what it is? It's that when they redid the show, and they... like they. They fired Mary Berry and the two comedians whose names no, are she, no she left. They just didn't renegotiate a new contract. They didn't get fired. Well, this is, it was come on. It would, no, but it was it was rough on them. And then I believe the comedians left as protest for Mary Berry's contract not being negotiated. And it was bad. And it made me feel like their feelings were hurt. And I love them so much. I did not want to support the show that hurt them. That's how I felt. All right. I'm strong. Strong stance. Uh, I mean, not like not coat, that you shouldn't. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I get it. I just it's like you took the three great things and just gave me more Paul Hollywood. I don't know. And also he's just like shaking everybody's hand now like it means nothing. I remember oh, when the yeah, handshake hand, used to matter. Inflation. Yeah. yeah. Paul, if you're listening uh. to this, Mr. Hollywood. I'm very sorry that Alex Don't hack our sites. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Sue and Mel. I just love Sue and Mel so much, and they are the show for me. And I would, wa- I would watch them do a car show. I would watch them do like, like, call golf. I just want to have a game show. They did another show with Mary Berry, so there's stuff what? out What's there that for show? you if you want to watch it. It's it was like a holiday special from uh. last year. I don't know if it's aired anywhere in the U.S., but they like redecorate a town's like rec mm. center Is that and like, insert name a bunch here? of food and do a Christmas party. Um, I am absolutely watching that. Oh no! Yeah, so Sue was on a game show. Insert name here. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna do some some searching. Uh, I'm gonna find all this British TV. Anyway, we have we're way over time, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Yep. George allows me next week. Thanks to the Meat Buddies for voting. Redistribute.com slash Meat Buddies. If you become a Meat Buddy, you can also vote and uh, do so before your vote is diluted by Ezra's uh, reckless uh, promising. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Ezra Fox. 
<laughs> yeah, it, review us on iTunes. It, Four stars is fine. Anthony Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've had a lot of different sl- slogans over the years, like no refunds, for example, but Four stars is fine is my new favorite. It's absolutely going on the website. Read and weep. Uh, four stars is fine. Anthony, thank you for being As here. As always, it's a pleasure. Um, and Sarah, thanks for sharing this uh, important piece of, of your pop yeah. culture world with us. Yeah, listen, I can't defend it or explain it, but uh, I've had yeah. a long relationship with James Bond, and it's really troubling, and I can't defend it. And sometimes uh, when I you've think been it's with definitely a guilty pleasure for that reason. When you've been with a person long enough, even if you aren't in love, you still say you are. You know? Yeah, but you know what? I like young hot sean connery is uh is eternal he's terrific uh we talked a lot last week in the in the newer one about how uh just sexist and awful it was and also you mentioned the books we did have somebody write in this is the last thought of the day he's gonna go to philip on facebook who uh mentioned that he'd been reading the books for his own podcast about pulp books and really did not enjoy them and like they're super rapey apparently which i they're insane it's so so bad i mean just as one example i can pull out out of nowhere, um, Pussy Galore and Goldfinger mm. is gay uh, until she meets James Bond and mm. he assaults her. Mm. Well, I hate for that to be the last thought. But Wait, I have another thought. If you guys you. like yeah. me, uh, come listen to my podcast. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's called it's a better K-Fab, thought. the podcast. It's about wrestling and fashion. And we are going to NXT TakeOver War Games Los Angeles yeah. this weekend. Uh, and we have weirdly good seats. And uh, my two co-hosts don't know what a War Games is. And I only know what it was because I made my husband explain it to me. So this is going to blow everyone's minds. So if nothing else, listen to that episode. Please do, you guys. KFAB, the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't mention it earlier. It is such a delight. You guys are awesome. No, that's and okay. I have to make up for being a bummer. You're, you're great. All right, we'll talk to everybody next no, week. No, you're the best. Take care. Bye. Pshh.